Welcome to Hot and Bravoed. I'm Armin, and I'm joined over the phone by Shira Weiss. How are you, Shira? Hello, I'm great. I'm really looking forward to recording this today because it was it was a good episode of Vanderpump Rules last night. A lot happened. It was explosive. It's been a while yeah. since we've had something that explosive on Vanderpump Rules. And I've heard people say, I mean, I actually was reading in a Facebook group, people were like, I'm bored with Vanderpump Rules. And I was like, no, I, I was thinking that there was so much action last night with, you know, Lala getting angry and James. There's just so much volatility that I was surprised when I heard people saying it was boring because I do not feel that way at all. It's not boring, but I think maybe people are comparing it to the early seasons and like relative to season two, it lacks, I guess, in drama a little bit. Yeah. But that's because season two is like all time peak reality TV. So you can't compare anything to it, really. But I also think maybe it's because the audience is growing up and they're like, I'm a little tired of this story. I'm a little tired of like, Somebody being a different, you know, a different person being a villain each season. Um, maybe that's what it is, but I still think it's exciting and a lot of fun. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I still love this group. I'm not tired of them, but you know, Eddie and I are recapping season two week to week, and right. there is a pretty stark difference in the density between season two and season seven. Like every minute of season two is tense and explosive, like the brunch scene in this episode, in this most recent episode. Right. So, so maybe the younger the castmates are, the more they act up. Because Lala is, I think, relatively younger than like Stasi and, you know, Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval and Ariana. So like maybe now, you know, Lala and James, it's their turn to act, act out. You know, Stasi used to be in a place where like James and Lala were when we started out the show. So it could be that like you know the the ones who are like okay we're we're starting to mature we're starting to settle down you know Stasi's very serious with Bo maybe they're not delivering that crazy level of drama because they're more in a like a settled place and whereas you know Lala and James are younger and i don't know just a little more unstable a little more volatile yeah i think some of it is a maturity thing but Lala for example she yeah. can go long stretches without giving us anything, especially in the last right. couple seasons. Um, yeah. This was kind of an outlier for Lala. Um, it kind of harkens yeah. back to Lala season four and five, but recently she really hasn't been all that dramatic. To, to me, the shift in maturity and kind of like the decrease in explosiveness and volatility has a lot to do with their level of fame. I think we've right. talked about this before, especially offline. Now, yeah. the Vanderpump Rules crew, they each have their own businesses. You know, whether it's like Stassi and her podcast and she's written a book. She's kind of like her persona is her business. Right. And Tom and Tom have Tom Tom. Jax has Just Add X and the Beer Cheese with Brittany. They all have their hands have in something. Have a side venture. Yeah. Right. And so I think there's more at stake for them and they don't want to lose partnerships or sponsorships which we've already seen happen with Stasi. She had a period there where she lost a ton of sponsors. So I think that they're holding themselves to a higher standard and we've heard Kristen talk about that too. Seeing herself on TV made her change her ways. 
Um, and sh- we've talked about Crazy Kristen going dormant. Um, right. I think that has a lot to do with it because in the early seasons, it was so raw. Yeah, and they, you see them now. I mean, a lot of them are reacting on social media, on Twitter. A lot of them, like Kristen put out a tweet this morning saying, some of you have written the nastiest you know, tweets um, and just show a little respect for us. We're still people. And, and Stasi wrote something also about people criticizing Lala. She said, no one wrote a handbook for grief and how you're supposed to act. So show a little compassion, you know, because, you know, Lala's father passed away and that came up a lot last night. Um, so they're, you know, they're, they self-edit a little bit now. They're more self-conscious of what people are saying. Um, and, you know, which brings me to the point that yesterday before the episode aired, Lala came out with a statement or, you know, she leaked it to page six that she's in AA um, that she has an alcohol problem. You know, this article came out saying she's an alcoholic. And I, and the timing was very interesting because we see Lala behaving quite terribly on last night's episode. Um, so it's it definitely was deliberate that she released this statement that she struggles with alcohol um, prior to this episode airing. So that was strategic in my mind in every sense. Right. And she's a few months sober now, right? I read the um, article uh, yesterday. Yeah. Eddie sent it to me, actually. Yeah, but you see the timing. I mean, she they get the screeners. Um, the cast and, and press members get screeners. Right. And she probably, you know, was reminded of how awful she acted. And she was like, you know, now would be a good time to, to make my statement about so, some of my, you know, why I behaved a certain way. It's not just because of the loss of her dad. Um, there was not, there are other factors. So, um, the timing is just very, to me, it seems, you know, purposeful that she came out with that announcement yesterday. So should we get into the episode? We've been kind of like dancing around it, but we sh- I think we should get exactly. into the episode. Yeah, we should get into it. Before we get into that brunch, because I think we should save it for last, mm-hmm. let's talk about the, I guess, more minor scenes of the episode, because we got a lot of little moments between, you know, Kristen... I guess finally making up with Lisa Vanderpump a little bit, I guess. Jax and Brittany going to the doctor. There was a lot of little scenes. I don't know. Where do you want to start with, with one of those before we get into like the meat of the episode? Well, we do. See, I mean, okay, it's interesting. You mentioned, you know, Jax and Brittany. Jax has been, this is the season where he's so far, he's been on his best, I mean, so far, he's been on his best behavior. He's been really loving towards Brittany. I mean, I have to wonder how long it's going to last what kind of a husband he's going to make. But so far this season, he's been really great to Brittany. And what's interesting to me about that doctor's visit, when she says, like, something's, something's been bothering her stomach, and I've been wondering, like, for the longest time since this show started, when are their, al- their, their intensive alcohol consumption, excessive alcohol consumption is going to catch up with them? And, you know, we just had Lala make this announcement. And I was like, I'm like, someone's going to show physical signs that they should not be drinking. And I wasn't expecting it to be Brittany. But I think, like, it has to catch up with you when you're drinking that much. You're taking that many shots. Um, and I think that Brittany's whole ulcer thing is probably related. To, I mean, they're, they're always drinking. I don't know. It could be other things, too. It could be stress-related. Long- yeah. Often. But for the longest time, I was thinking, right. you know, it's going to catch up to someone that they're, like, always drinking, you know? We'll see if she um, uh, abstains for 10 days from drinking Yeah, her doctor's just, orders. Just about to go to Mexico. And the, the scene with, with 
Kristen clomping. I mean, she, as she said, she's long-legged and she kind of stomps when she walks. That just, that's just what she does. But when she clomped into um, to see Lisa Vanderpump, um, it was a brave move where she was like, L- listen, my friends want me to be there. You've always wanted me not to be at these things. Um, and I'd really like to go. Like, I think she was hopeful, like, oh, Lisa, I'm going to win Lisa over again. Lisa was so, I think, <laughs> I thought Lisa was like really mean. I'm like, it's time to let it go. Just, she doesn't work there anymore. Just be nice. I'm curious how, how Lisa Vanderpump is towards her off camera. But, you know, on camera, she had the whole, like, at least that facade of, oh, I can't stand Kristen. Um, And I think it's, like, time to get past that. I feel like it's a bit at this point. It's, like, a long-running bit that she's playing that she just despises Kristen. hug and get along off camera. You know, Lisa does play the part a little bit. And that's, like, the whole scandal. That's actually the whole scandal now with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills where they're, like, Lisa prepares things and she sets things up for filming. And so, yeah, I think it's kind of a bit. I can also see her committing to the bit off camera. Yeah, no, definitely. But she like plays it up. Exactly. For the camera. Totally. What else happened in this episode? The um, girls finally go out to Marina Del Rey. Right. To Sheena's house. And um, <laughs> Katie takes Katie takes Kristen aside and is like, you know, she wants, I mean, they had really gotten into it when they were at Kristen's house about Carter and Kristen's like, yeah, but you only heard, you've only heard me complain about Carter and you know, you don't know the good things. And, you know, Katie ultimately says she just wants her to be happy. And that, that's a problem that friends have when you complain about your boyfriend, like if you have problems with your boyfriend and you're complaining about it, but like, but like your relationship is salvageable and it, there are really, there are good times it's you you run a risk by confiding in someone because they're just going to hold on to like all the bad things that you've told them and that's what Kristen was trying to say she was like he's really not so bad like you're holding on to the the you know I complain a lot I don't tell you the good things and that's that's always a problem like you know that's why a lot of people are closed-lipped about their relationships because you know there are some people who like fight more right um but they ultimately like they they work together like they can work together well but once you're confiding like the problems the problems are going to seem more insurmountable than the good times i think that's why so, carter said in last week's episode that he wanted kristen to keep things more in house yeah exactly i mean i don't know what the long term you know so what's going to happen long term with them but definitely like she complained about him too much. And so her friends are like, you, you deserve better. And well, I guess we'll see how that plays out. Um, and then we had, you know, um, I, I just thought it was funny that they all, when they all went out to Sheena's house and Adam was, it was supposed to be like a ladies night, but Adam was there and they both don't want a relationship, but they're hanging out together a lot. How did Stassi describe it? Like Sheena, Sheenaing in the most Sheena way or something like that? Yeah, that was actually a great line. She goes, <laughs> she finally has somebody, like she dates the worst guys. She finally has somebody that she has a real connection to. And of course, she wants to keep it in the closet and, and not come out with the fact that, you know, they're dating. And then Lisa Vanderpump was like, you know, um, if you want to be friends, like don't sleep together because you get too emotionally invested. 
Um, but Sheena this season is trying to show like she's happy-go-lucky and she can hang out with different guys and something's going to happen. You know, we saw a preview for something happening ahead with Sheena hooking up with someone else and Adam being hurt. So maybe Sheena's the player this time around finally. Kind of. <laughs> I feel like yeah. this whole narrative is so contrived with Sheena. She's well, try- As you said, she's trying to portray that she can be independent because we've only ever seen Sheena in a relationship because she was dating uh, Shay from day one. Then they got right. engaged, married, divorced, and the moment she got divorced, she started dating Rob. So we've never seen her single. Single Sheena's not been a thing. And now, even with Sheena being single, she is still always with a guy. If it's not Adam, right. then it's that guy from The Bachelor, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, Robbie. Yeah, Robbie. Yeah. And that was like one of the most phony scenes in Vanderpump Rules history. They, they but, even, the editors even leaned into how much of a joke it was with the way that they like put it together and like the background music. But I have to wonder, is that the guy that she's going to end up sleeping with? Because, you know, we see in the previews, I slept with him, but I was thinking of you the whole time. So, like, this is Sheena's playing the field season. Like, I feel like she, I do think she wanted to show, like, I'm more, more lazy, fair. I can, you know, I'm not going to do a relationship. But I'm going to take a break from being the serial relationship person. But um, she's still kind of in a relationship, right? Yeah. Because there's yeah, exactly. a semblance of a relationship, even if it's not fully exclusive. You know, it's funny because everybody, each year somebody, wrote, you know, they rotate and someone else takes a turn. So this year, James keeps getting himself in trouble. You know, he got himself in trouble with a way that he insulted Katie and then he was fired. And now he's, he's like, I'm behaving now. I'm sober. You know, let me, let me come back and DJ. And, you know, we see him meltdown last night with Tom and then Lisa and Ken were there. Um, to see the whole thing, where he was just very angry that he had been uninvited to the Mexico trip. Um, and, you know, Lisa and Ken were like, listen, you know, Sandoval has defended you, and you, you're, you know, you're at, like, right now, you've, you've you hit rock bottom, and you have to slowly make your way up. Like, you can't just be, you know, trying to do everything with this group now. Um, and... And then I think it James processed it like a few days later he said to Lisa, you know, I was invited to come to the opening tonight, but of Tom Tom, but I'm not going to because I know it'll make other people upset. And Lisa said, I think that that's a smart decision. So he's trying to say that like, I get it, I'm taking ownership. I will it's sort of like, you know, if you want someone to forgive you and you're like on top of them, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. That's not never gonna work. It's better to sort of slink away for a while, do your own thing, and slowly make your way back in the group. Yeah, and Ken and Lisa were saying what I've been saying for a long time. James does himself no favors when he has these outbursts, you know? Like, even if he is in the right, he then puts himself in the wrong by blowing up and calling everyone assholes and this and that. He would would have a leg to stand on if he would actually keep his composure. And maybe he's learned his lesson because that was kind of a mature move there at the end, right? To take himself out of the party. Yeah, it was interesting when Raquel said to him, like, I really wish you would get along with everyone else because I don't have a lot of friends out here. It would make things easier. I'd be friends with the girls. So I saw so many people commenting and saying, you know, Raquel's basically saying, I wanted to be on this show. And because of what you're doing, like, 
I'm not on this show. I'm not like a cast member on the show. Um, you know, I mean, she is a model that it's possible she wants that attention. Um, but it, I thought that was kind of interesting because she's like, I would be friendly with the girls, but you know, they've ostracized me because of you. Um, and yeah, that was kind of a breaking it. the fourth wall moment. Yeah, exactly. I think she wants to be more part of the show. And then later she gets into it with, with Lala and I can't even tell what, oh yeah, Lala was angry because she was talking about Lala to Lala's friend. Um, you know, and Lala gets all up in everybody's face and makes a big deal in front of all of the customers and, you know, has a, basically, she, she curses Raquel out and is basically like, you know, you don't talk about me and how I'm playing the daddy card, you know, she lost her father. So, um, she felt like Raquel was saying, you know, she brings up the fact that she lost her father, um, and, you know, to behave and then she behaves a certain way and I'm sorry for her loss, but she can't like use that as an excuse to lash out at everyone. And then we see her saying she needs to speak to Billy. Now I always, I really wonder something happened before this whole season started between her and Billy. Cause it started out Rocky with her and Billy where she was like sighing in the first episode when Billy asked her to do something. Because Billy is kind of team James. And Lala has been on the outs with James since last season because of all the oh, stuff James said about Randall. Yeah, remember when? Remember the whole "it's not about the pasta" thing, right? <laughs> and James started calling like Randall a fat old man and this and that. I mean, he was pretty nasty towards Randall throughout the whole season. But uh, here's the thing: mm-hmm. Lala got along really well with Billy Lee last year. She was like a very big Billy Lee fan. And then we start out the first episode of this season with Lala grumbling because Billy asks her to do something. I kind something? of remember there being a um, staff meeting and they were clashing. That was later. That was later. That was after the first, in the very first episode, she's rolling in her eyes because Billy asked her to do something. She's like, oh, right. bitch. No, I I, yeah. Bitch. And the staff meeting happened, I think, maybe in episode two. But it, it kind of yeah. My point is, we need to find out what happened between something happened before filming. Right. I think what it is, and I think the staff meeting kind of illustrated this, is that between seasons, Billy has been staunchly Team James, and okay. Lala has been on the outs with James, um, and, and that's why like, Lala's just generally annoyed with Billy. I feel like we need to. Um... Somebody, somebody wants to ask them the question. Like, did something happen between filming between you two? Because I, I don't know if that. I feel like there's more to it. She seemed like really resentful of her. I don't. I don't know that it was the James thing. I don't know. So, what did you think of the brunch blow up? Oh, so that was crazy. I mean, here she is having a very public fight, yelling and screaming at the person who's hosting the brunch. You know, the like it's Billy's brunch, right? Um, and she's going crazy and, you know, James Kennedy had been acting up and being horrific and he got fired for that behavior. So when James recounts what happened with Lala to Lisa, Lisa's like, Lala doesn't do that. She's not the type of person to blow up, you know, in front of customers. That's not Lala. And James is like, no, I swear to you, this happened. Um, and you know, it's just so out of character for Lala, according to, you know, to Lisa. Um, but that she was really just, she was in a foul mood and just really getting, she had no patience for anybody. 
And she, I don't know what it was. She had some nasty it. one-liners, but they were pretty epic. Like there was one yeah. time, <laughs> there was one line when she said, I don't empower you because I think you're pathetic. That was pretty wild. Yeah, I don't, she was being a little arrogant in her. I mean, this is she came across as arrogant when she was like, it is a privilege to be my friend. Right. And if you're going to, you know, if you're going to, I'm, I'm going to grant you that privilege, then you better be, you know, treating me well. About She was telling, um, she was telling Estasi and Ariana about this. And I was like, whoa, it's a privilege to be your friend, you know. At one point she told very... Brittany, yeah, at one point she told Brittany, I know when I'm above someone and I'm better than them. And Brittany's like right. confessional when she's like, you know, I don't think anyone is better than anyone else. I think we're all equal. We're all created. That was really sweet because it just shows like I really hope that – really hope Brittany doesn't get affected by the same thing and she just stays her sweet self because, yeah, it's like all this – the fact that Lala's in the spotlight, the fact that Lala's dating Rand, the fact that Rand put her in his movies, I think all that stuff, flying on private jets, it's all gotten to her head and she's like – you know, she did the whole Kelly Ben Simone thing to, to Bethany. I am up here. You're down there. Do you think and Lala was at all justified in going after Raquel? I don't even – honestly, I think it's all a big overreaction. And I feel bad for Raquel because I think she's in a weird position. You know, Raquel probably shouldn't have been talking about it to Lala's friend. But Lala, Raquel's really tried with Lala. She really wanted to be – you can tell she beforehand, she really tried and wanted to be her friend. And I don't feel there's any malice from Raquel now, like she's annoyed. But I don't feel like Raquel started up with her in a malicious way. So I think Lala's really going overboard. And, and then, you know, she didn't, even if there was some justi- justification for her behavior, when she, called Lala, uh, when she called Raquel dumb the first time, that's really insulting. And and, you know, and she reiterated it last night. So Lala's actually lost all her, uh, f- you know, footing in this in this fight, in my opinion, because once you resort to, like, dismissing someone as stupid and below you, it's like, forget it. Just leave, girl. Yeah, and I'm so- no big Raquel fan, but Lala kind of proved Raquel right when she said, like, I thought you were stupid before my dad died, and I thought you're stupid since. Um, because the, this whole thing originated when Raquel was saying something to the effect of you and Logan, like snicker behind my back and talk shit about me. Yeah. And Lala said, I'm just grieving and Logan is there for me. That's why we're spending a lot of alone time together. We're not talking about you. And that's, that's what Raquel is referring to when she says that Lala is using that to deflect from what's actually happening. And then I think when, they're when, being yeah. very mean to Raquel, and they're treating her like she's stupid because she has a ditzy voice, but she's not stupid. I've seen that she actually wrote an Instagram post about this whole thing, about, you know, that she was not saying anything nasty about, she wasn't saying anything terrible about Lala's dad or anything like that. She explained things in a very eloquent post. And I think here's the thing. Raquel is one of those young L.A. girls who comes across as ditzy. She's not. She is intelligent, but she, you know, has a, she gives off a ditzy, you know, impression. And I think that Lala has been very mean girl. And I'm sure Logan has joined in and been very catty about Raquel. And I don't think she deserves the the wrath that she's getting from Lala. I really, I'm honestly, I'm team Raquel on this one. And 
it would be nice if they showed her uh, in less of a ditzy mat. You know, she's just the things that she said have come across very ditzy, but I don't think she is. I you think know? it's I her think affect. Like, yeah. I think if like you get to know her, I mean, she can write decently if, unless someone else is writing her Instagrams. Like she's eloquent. She's well-spoken. You know, it's her affect. Definitely. It's a California thing. A lot of people in California sound ditzy to me. No offense. Cause I know you're in California. <laughs> I think there's more to Raquel than meets the eye. And unfortunately, you know, because she's with James and I do question her judgment on that, but because she's with James, you know, she's not going to be having, she's not going to be in that role of like, one of the main characters of the girls and going on the girl trips and everything. And I feel bad. I really honestly felt bad for her last night. With Billy Lee, I really just don't know what that fight was all about. Well, Billy was calling her out on causing a scene. Yeah. And at one point, Billy said, why do you think you're better than other people? And Lala was like, it's confidence. And it just exploded from there. I mean, the whole thing was based in the fact that Lala was calling out Raquel and Billy didn't want Lala at her brunch party causing a scene and, and being distracting to customers. But I think, like you said, there is more to their relationship. They clearly have a lot of tension. Yeah, there's a backstory. I'm like, uh, part of me wants to, because I have Alex, um, oh, I'm blanking on his name, Alex from Evolution Media, Alex Baskin from El- Evolution Media. He's one of my Facebook friends. I want to write, he's not going to write back about this, but I want to say, like, I am so curious what happened between Lala and Billy off season because we are missing something. There's a chunk that we're missing. And I'm curious if he writes back to me. I'll, I'll, you know what? The next time I'm on, or, you know, if, if Eddie does this next week, I will, I'll give you guys the update. Um, I'm curious if, if he does answer me because I just do think something happened where they just grew to res- Lala like sort of started to resent Billy or thought Billy was too full of herself, you know, and it may have to do with James, but I'd like to know the full, full story there because, you know, she really blew up at her and I don't know where they're going to go from there. And I don't know what kind of a character Billy's going to be on this show because it seems like the girls are really not into her anymore, which is kind of sad because you want the transgender girl to be accepted. You know, this, this, you know, we just want, we want everyone to be accepted and not to feel like, and I know it doesn't have to do with the fact that she's trans, but, um, but it, it, you know, to some people it seems that way and it's unfortunate. So I kind of, you know, hope they all get back, back on track with her. It doesn't look like it based on social media. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because somebody, you know, just all, all, this is actually, this encapsulates like all the characters. Um, someone wrote to Ariana, like, why do you, do you always defend James and does, do you ever think, do you, do you think everything he does is good? And, and she's like, no and no, we're all awful people. That's kind of the premise of the show. We can all act awful. At times. That's what I've been saying. Yes. And Ariana answered it so well. So I think like, you know, that's Vanderpump Rules turn- at its peak. It's everyone that's being why- awful. And that's why I've always called it vapid rules because there are such vapid, trivial – some of them are very vapid, trivial things that they don't like about each other and, you know, mean girls and, you know. But it's funny because, like, my sister recently binged the whole thing. She had never <laughs> watched Vanderpump Rules before. She binged it and is now all caught up. And she did it, like, within a few months. And she's like, Stassi's my favorite. 
and my sister is like the type who would never like Stassi. And she's like, Stassi's my favorite character because she did this like total turnaround. And she really did. She, you know, she was awful. But then we, what was fun about her and interesting is like she's into horror and, and murder. And, you know, I could totally relate to that because my sister and I like, Listen to all these true crime podcasts. I also think it was liked- overstated how horrible Stassi was in the early seasons. Like she she came across poorly, but she yeah. was wronged on a consistent basis because Kristen and Katie turned on her in season one and they all believed Jack's over her. In season two, she was wronged once again when Kristen slept with Jack's. Mm-hmm. And exactly. Nobody believed her again. <laughs> and then season three, there was the whole you know, the Sheena thing with the video and, you know, that was a more complicated, nuanced situation. Um, I don't think she was totally in the right, but I don't think she was as in the wrong either and deserved to be excommunicated. And guess what? She was, she was totally kicked out of the group. But she's become more, she's definitely become more humble. I mean, it's taken like so many falls, but like with the whole thing that happened with her podcast last year and losing all the advertisers, I feel like she's become so humbled by the whole reality TV thing, you know, in a, I mean, compared to where she started out as like this super popular blonde girl, like gets all the guys, you know, the meat, like sort of like the mean girl from high school. Um, But she's, and she showed like traces of her her humility along the way. Like she was like, I I didn't look like this when I was younger. I had the jaw, jaw reconstruction. I had this, I was that. She was always very real about those things. And now she's just become much more humble and she's dating a guy who's like not about the not like the opposite of Frank. Bo is like the complete opposite of that Frank type that's like arrogant and so self-assured. He's just so down to earth. So I feel like she's had this massive transformation of everyone. Um I think we covered the whole episode, right? Is there anything else? Yeah, I believe so. Well, I just want to say that, like, Lisa Vander... It's interesting that they're showing so much of Lisa Vanderpump this... I guess I never noticed in previous seasons how much they focused on Lisa. But I think it's smart, even if they're going back in the footage and putting more Lisa in, like, when Lisa and Ken were there and telling James, like, you know, James, you need to calm down. You're When you do this, you sabotage things. I think it's so smart that they're putting more Lisa in because I really don't think she'll be back Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I think that they could give her a much more... She's always had a role on Vanderpump Rules, you know, as the matriarch. But I think that they can show more funny scenes with her, more funny comments from her um, now that she's, you know, most likely not going to be back on Beverly Hills. Yeah, I totally agree. And sometimes her dynamic with the other... Vanderpump Rules cast members matters, you know, like with James, when she doesn't believe him, that was a pretty impactful moment because you can see that really hit home for James. And I'm not sure if he had already decided not to go to the Tom Tom opening party. Um, I mean, right. he clearly told her after the fact. I just don't know if it was Lisa not believing him as the impetus for him deciding not to go. But clearly it affected him when he was telling the truth. He didn't blow up at Lala, he was composed, and he just walked away from the situation instead of inserting himself and escalating it, right? Right. And that's a rarity for James, but it it showed maybe some signs of maturation, and Lisa didn't believe him. Yeah, and they can show her more with, like, more active with Tom Tom in the next season. They can really transform the show and make her, and do more, show more, like, funny scenes with Lisa, 
more disciplining with Lisa. Um, I think she's perfect for the show because what, what they resent about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is that she's acting like the boss and the superior one to them. But you know what? With the Vanderpump Rules kids, it works. She is the boss. She is up here, there, down there. It works. So um, I say take her off Beverly Hills and make this a great show with some hilarious Lisa Vanderpump stuff. And, you know, like even when she rapped in that, remember that first episode where she was like, I can rap. And she was like making fun of James. Like that was perfect Lisa Vanderpump moment, you know? So um, I, I think that the show has, it's actually a blessing what happened with Beverly Hills. Cause I think now that, you know, the Vanderpump kids are, kids are growing up. Like you can sort of like, she can welcome some new people in show her training, like, you know, James's brother and the whole evolution with James. Like there's a lot to concentrate on that involves Lisa. Definitely. So sure. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can follow you? So you can follow me again um, on Instagram. I'm Shira's Got the Scoop. You can um, send me – I'm not checking Twitter as much. Like I just – it was a bad addiction with bad consequences for me. Um, But I, you know, I get on every once in a while. So if you want to send me a message um, at at Shira Weiss on Twitter and um, shirasgotthescoop.com is my website. Thank you so much for coming on, Shira. This was so much fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. And everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you join us next week.